Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. And you are our listeners. And as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can. So feel free to listen to Prep Talk on your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on social media on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, Instagram, and much more. Allison, this episode, we're talking about volunteers. That's right. The New York City Community Emergency Response Team Volunteers, also known as CERT. That's right, Omar. CERT volunteers have been active in their communities, helping their neighbors despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Just like everything else in 2020, the program itself has made some significant adjustments moving to virtual training. September is also National Preparedness Month, and our guests will let you know how you and your family can prepare for the next emergency. So joining us to discuss these changes are Joseph Papello, Director of Volunteer Programs here at New York City Emergency Management, and Herman Schaefer, Acting Deputy Commissioner for Community Preparedness. Welcome to Prep Talk. Hey, good to be back. Hi there. Thank you both for being here, and Herman, it's good to have you back as you said. So let's get right into it. The CERT program started here in New York City in 2003. The volunteers have dealt with numerous emergencies throughout the years. How is this year different from what you have experienced and what measures have been implemented to help volunteers adapt to these times? CERT volunteers have supported New York City in many emergency response situations, uh, but we haven't experienced anything like COVID-19 before. We've worked with and continue to work with our health and safety team here at Emergency Management uh, to help create guidelines to better support all of the incoming volunteer requests, while also not putting our CERT members in harm's way. Yeah, and Joe, on top of this, I think what I've seen is that on top of COVID, this is the first time I've seen sort of our volunteers supporting multiple emergencies at the same time. We've had a lot of emergencies since the beginning of this year. And it really shows the growth of the program, the depth of our leadership and our volunteers, and also their commitment to the communities uh, to see them come out like that. So COVID-19 has not stopped your volunteers from helping their neighbors and those in need. Uh, So what are some of the initiatives that the volunteers have worked on during the pandemic? CERT volunteers have been out in the community from day one. They've been helping at local food distribution locations throughout the five boroughs. They've performed traffic management uh, to receive food deliveries. They've unpacked those deliveries out of vehicles off of pallets. They've gone door to door delivering meals and other important information, all while using uh, our social distancing, staying six feet apart, wearing masks, gloves, uh, whatever other things that they need to keep themselves safe. And that's a great point that you mentioned that even though they're out, they're still adhering to the social distancing guidelines and protecting themselves. And that's important, uh, as you know, uh, in this pandemic. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit to training because 
I know emergency management, they host training sessions in person for the volunteers. Obviously, we're living in a time of COVID where we're social distancing, as we've been mentioning. So how has the training changed and how have the volunteers adapted to these changes? The SERP program in New York City has had some changes. Uh, much of the initial training offered has transitioned to virtual training. Our FDNY and NYPD instructors have been great in helping us implement these changes uh, as we've all had to learn how to present information differently. It, it, it's a skill to do that, not in person and not getting a, an immediate reaction from the volunteers. Uh, so both current members and new students have taken to this so well, and we're actually very proud of, of how quickly they, they transitioned to this. Uh, especially the students who are in the middle of attending the in-person basic training class uh, when everything went on hold. Uh, it took some time, but we were able to get the training back on track, and now it's virtual. And uh, we'll end up seeing 36 students graduate uh, to become full CERT members. And I want to take our listeners kind of behind the curtain here too, what these in-person trainings are like, because they're training in triage and uh, basic fire safety, where they're working with FDNY officers who are literally helping them to put out fires. So we are moving kind of from hands-on to virtual. So what does that look like? How, how, how are they teaching you know, fire safety where you're not having the hands-on approach anymore, or the team isn't getting out there and physically directing traffic with cones, et cetera? What does that look like now, virtually? Prior to going virtual, there were hands-on exercises and activity during these training sessions. The, the plan going forward is to still have the discussion points that were in the presentations virtual. We will then bring together smaller groups of the students in the coming months to do the same exercises uh, while social distancing, using protective equipment, gloves, masks, stuff like that. And we will still get to have them have hands-on time with a fire extinguisher. They will still do uh, traffic management in the street with NYPD instructing them. And you mentioned the 36 volunteers that are graduating or that have graduated. And so can you talk a little bit about how they felt with the virtual experience and being able to adapt, uh, maybe not having as much hands-on as they would have liked, but still uh, going through with the process uh, and finishing the program? I think what we're finding is that the SERP program is as strong as ever. I found that the students showed up, they engaged, they learned from the instructors, and they were really well engaged with this and very happy to see it continue. People sign up for CERT because they're in interested in being a part of their community, their interest in learning more about emergency preparedness, emergency, emergency response, and that's what they got from this. Uh, we're seeing that not just these 36 who are graduating, but the entire CERT program has gone virtual. People are meeting virtually. People are discussing virtually. They're responding and working together using virtual platforms that we provide to them. And it's just been really amazing to see how adaptable our volunteers are and how engaged they still remain in their communities and with each other. So it's really a testament to the program, but also to uh, being able to try something new when you're faced with adversity. 
Those are all really excellent points. I mean, this this class of volunteers has, as we like to say, weathered the storm and it is a true testament to their dedication. And obviously this graduation is more meaningful knowing the circumstances over the past few months. As the two individuals who helped run this program, how do you feel about, you know, this virtual graduation, you know, given the times and the circumstances of what these volunteers have done over the last several months? Could you talk about that? I think this graduation is very meaningful. For our volunteers because people are looking for something to celebrate. They're celebrating an accomplishment. They're celebrating a conclusion. They're celebrating being able to continue uh, in a world where we felt very isolated and being connected to their communities and other people in a way. So I think this graduation holds a lot of weight and, and really is a very positive thing for those who are part of CERT. Wonderfully said. Switching gears, uh, September is National Preparedness Month, and what a time to become a community emergency response team volunteer here in New York City. National Preparedness Month is recognized each year to promote family and community disaster and emergency planning now and throughout the year. Can you talk about this year's theme and um, also the weekly themes that we can expect for 2020? National Preparedness Month is one of our biggest times of the year in community preparedness. This year's theme is disasters don't wait, make your plan today. And as part of that, there are four weekly themes that we're focusing on. The first one is make a plan, build a kit, prepare for disasters, and teach youth about preparedness. And I think it's really important to note that typically every year we hold large events throughout the five boroughs. We bring people together. We hold trainings. Uh, and it's really about bringing people together to talk about this really important topic. We can't do that this year. So this year, not only the CERT program, but our, but our community preparedness program, the Ready New York program, they're all going fully virtual. And we're engaging people in a different way. Uh, we've had to make some pretty significant changes. And we've got a great lineup for this month. Uh, and you can read about it on our webpage. And uh, we'll be sending out more information for people to engage. And for our listeners, you can log on to nyc.gov slash emergency management to find out more information. And Herman, I'm glad that you talked about the weekly themes because, uh, for example, you mentioned making a plan and, and also building a kit. And when you look at building a kit, we talk about having a go bag. And this year, for obvious reasons, that go bag may now have to include supplies that it may not have had in past years. For example, hand sanitizer and, and packing a mask as well, not only for yourself, but making sure that each go bag for each family member have those essentials as well. Making a plan is all about adapting as well to the times. And I think that now more than ever, uh, National Preparedness Month is necessary because not only do we have to make plans, but we have to make plans that are scalable and adaptable to the times in which we're living in. And Omar, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like what people need to be able to do is if they had an emergency plan, review that emergency plan and make sure it's appropriate for what you will be doing during an emergency, uh, but also the new needs that have come about because of COVID. When we talk about National Preparedness Month here in New York City, what can New Yorkers look forward to in terms of events for the year? And what key message do you have for individuals about emergency preparedness? 
as I said before, we have a great lineup here. Uh, we have presentations that focus on hurricane preparedness, pet preparedness, older adults, children, both in English and in Spanish. So trying to make sure that people understand exactly what they should be doing to be prepared for an emergency uh, in New York City and preparing their whole family and those they love for an emergency. So specific presentations for individuals and families. We also have an incredible lineup on how you can engage with your community on preparedness. So we have an open house on our community preparedness programming so you can understand what does that mean? What does that mean for you? How do you get involved? How do you get organizations involved with community preparedness? We have a session on community mapping. So understanding what you have in your own community, walking through that process, continuity of operations and making sure your organization is prepared, how to prepare for multiple emergencies, as we've seen, not just COVID, but other ones on top of it, and then training on disability access and functional needs. And all these presentations are available on our webpage, and we really encourage people to engage, to understand what you need to do, and get prepared now. Get prepared now, because as the theme says, and it reminds us, disasters don't wait, so we have to make a plan today. We are talking to Joe Papello and Herman Schaefer from New York City Emergency Management. Rapid Response is up next, but first, here is a message from the New York City Community Emergency Response Team volunteers. The most important thing that you got to understand about CERT is we really can't operate without the community. CERT members like me are trained in basic response skills by members of the FDNY, NYPD, and New York City Emergency Management. It is great to be able to learn from them firsthand something that they do every single day uh, to keep us safe, especially here in New York. We learn all kinds of valuable skills. Floods, fires, being evacuated from your home, any emergency. How to make go bags, how to complete an emergency plan. I have a whole newfound awareness of how to stay safe on the subway, which is a very big thing. When you're disabled, you have to be able to plan ahead for yourself and others around you. You're trained over multi-weeks in a, a whole variety of different things, from first aid to crowd control. Traffic control is a biggie. Everyone can contribute, and that's an important part of being a community emergency response team member. This is something that's worth my time to volunteer. As a CERT volunteer, I'm trained to help all New Yorkers regardless of any ability they have. The more you know, the more you're able to help your neighbors. So we need you in our community. New York City CERT volunteers come from all five boroughs. All of us are working together to make sure that all of our neighborhoods are uh, safe, prepared. There's very little more rewarding than helping somebody out who's in distress. Please join us. Get involved. Become a volunteer today. If you don't know, now you know. You're listening to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response. It is rapid response time, and if you are a first-time listener, it's simple. Omar and I will ask questions, and our guests will give the first answer that comes to mind. Okay, what is the one emergency item you cannot live without? Joe, let's start with you. Flashlight. 
Herman, how about you? Uh, solar charger. What is your favorite CERT memory, Joe? Probably my first experience uh, with the CERT program at the semi-annual Randall's Island disaster simulation. Yeah, that's a good simulation. I, I like that answer because you really get to practice all of your skills uh, in that one simulation. Fire safety, traffic management, triage. It's really a culmination of everything that you've learned over the training. So that's a good answer. Herman. Working with CERT during our response to the Haitian earthquake, going back in history a little bit, I know, but seeing the volunteers coming out there, they are of the community. They were Haitian themselves. They knew the languages. They were able to connect with people there, and they really did an amazing job running that center. So I think that was one of those experiences I was most proud of the program and what it stands for and how it's connected to the community. Great answer. Last but not least, sum up the work you do in one word. Joe. Support. Connect. For our listeners, if you are interested in becoming a New York City Community Emergency Response Team or CERT volunteer, you could visit nyc.gov forward slash CERT. And as a reminder, September is National Preparedness Month. Disasters don't wait, so make your plan today. Visit nyc.gov slash emergency management to learn more. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.